Welcome to another episode of Modern Black Man Podcast. Today, I am joined with illustrious company, um, great minds, um, Miss... Miss Charlie is my name. Welcome, welcome, guys. I'm, I'm glad you guys are here to enjoy this conversation. It's going to be a good one today. And I also have um, the lovely, um, um, the delightful... Uh, okay. Okay. Uh-oh. I got Charlie and OK in the building. We're talking about control. Um, this is a topic that I think is applicable to everyone's life. I think we've all had relationships where we've wanted them to be successful. We wanted them to be productive. We wanted them to be uh, what we wanted them to be, but they often turn into something else. Sometimes in relationships, things go, I don't know, what do you call it when it doesn't go your way in a relationship? The wrong relationship. <laughs> and that's, hey, and that's really what it is, right? Um, because when you're in the right situation, all this thought and preparation that we put into writing the wrong goes away. And that frees us up to really enjoy uh, the relationship, right? Correct. Absolutely. I know that um, I don't like to be in situations where I have to check on my partner. You ever been in a, a relationship and you don't want that, uh, you, you won't let your boyfriend have his phone without checking what notifications are coming in or being curious about who he's communicating with? I'm not doing that. I'm not doing any of that. I'm not checking anybody's phone. I'm not looking at anybody's contacts. I'm not doing that. That's too emotionally draining. I'm not doing it. Do you think that you seek control in a relationship? Yes. How do you go about getting that control? What is it that it's you... I, I think it's more so trust yep. than control. That's because what I want to get to. Trust. I, I try to trust. As soon as the person breaks the trust, then you leave because how can you ever trust somebody? Exactly. Again. Yep. But checking your phone, checking your email, seeing what you ate for dinner last night, knowing, pulling your underwear down, smelling your penis. Right. Right. I'm not doing none of that. <laughs> I, I've been having thoughts lately. Um, it is control uh, that we fight for. But why do we, I think we fight for control because it's trust or the reliability of reliance. And that's codependency when you put those things together in a relationship. So what are your, it, it, does that make sense, right? If, you, if you're doing everything you're doing so you can have control over an individual, um, your motivation for said control is likely so you can have either trust or reliance, reliability, consistency? Yes or no? I don't know. I think the word me, control is oh, yeah. peeing me off a little bit, right? So. Are you more comfortable saying influence? I think it's more so like it's respect, yeah, influence, but. No. No. It is what? No what? Exactly. I'm, through this conversation, I'm seeing these are things that come because trust comes. And what was the word you used? Just now? Respect. Respect. Trust and respect come from what we might term as control or influence, but that's just having an even-keeled relationship. 
It's just being on the same page with someone. You're reliable and you're consistent when you know that you're rowing in the same direction as someone. And we all know what that feeling is like. It feels good. It's what you come back to the table for in a relationship. When it starts getting... Reciprocity. Okay. I mean, returning the favor happens every time because... You have an even-keeled relationship. Your relationship is good. It's, what, or it's one that's worth being a participant in. As soon as we find something negative in a relationship, what do we do? We want to jump ship. We want to find a new captain. We, I mean, be honest. That's what happens in no. relationships. No, we want to communicate, right? I was, I'm huge. I'm big on, you know, I'm big on communication. Communicating how I'm feeling and also setting up a plan, right? Okay, when you did this, it made me feel this way. In the future, like, he's, let's talk about what are the things you can do instead of that, right? And you can still get your point across. Um, it's not necessarily control but i i do prefer the word influence but it is though i absolutely agree i agree with you that influence is uh the best way to say the control that we want in relationships to get the respect that we need to trust our partners so we can be what happy happiness (laughs) i mean but it 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 all flows together and i just I, i see how simple it could be But as soon as you um, get in that space in your relationship where you want to undermine your partner, you want to disrespect, I'm going to say her, right? I don't know what I would do to disrespect her. I'm just throwing that out. but absolutely, sure, I could make a list. I'm sure you could. (laughs) Um, But but when we do that thing, it's um, it's up to our partners to cling or cleave back to us. What does it mean when they don't? Like, like what happens? Have you ever been in a relationship with someone that has no love for you? Like they have absolutely no patience for you. They it's it's just any and everything you do ends the night. Uh, You know what I'm saying? Like no patience, no love, no respect, no trust, no go. So definitely a relationship where there was no respect, no trust, but not where like the night is ending or not like. Okay, so when it gets to the point where someone, I'm getting a vibe that feels off, No, I'm never going to be in a space around someone where they're, like, I'm irritating them constantly. Because yeah. I, I don't overstay my welcome. If I'm getting a vibe, and I could be wrong, yeah. I'm going to say, like, hey, I'm feeling like I'm irritating you. Let me know. Like, it's nothing. Like, I, I'm always, there's, somebody want me to be around me. I can guarantee you that. Well, yeah. So if it's not going to be you, it, you know, excuse me. That's where I found myself really hurt in a previous situation was where other attention came about, mm-hmm. where you kind of got protective for your partner. Have you ever experienced that where like they're not doing right or they're not doing their job? Someone else wants to do their job. And then you don't let that person get the job done because you want to be with the person that's failing. And have you ever had that situation? You know, do you know what I'm saying? Um, no. Let As a woman. With someone, and I have decided to commit to this. If we're having a rough patch, I'm not paying nobody else attention. I'm investing in my investment. I'm putting in the time, and I'm, you know, commuting. I'm really, I don't, I, I don't have enough time to pay attention to more than one person if I'm committed. The beauty of not being committed is being able to pay attention to how many motherfuckers I want to, how often I want to. Sure. But when I'm in a committed situation, like I genuinely have tunnel vision, and so. If we're going through something rocky, like the only people I'm talking to is my friends, but it's not other ninjas that's trying to get in. Although they may come, but the interest is not there. 
So, no, I'm not like, oh, well, dang, like, they really want to do it. Like, of course niggas want to do it. Look at me. Yeah, exactly, right? <laughs> uh, <laughs> but but, but it's, it's a matter of the relationship and the value you associate to the relationship. Um, you never put any investment in a relationship that you don't value. I mean, that's just um, human nature. Exactly, which is why, like, there are always going to be people trying to, like, I feel like if you're easily astray from a situation because things are not going perfectly, then that means that you need to take a break and step back. Or you're looking for perfection, and you're never, your thirst Uh, is never going to be satisfied. I don't think that's necessarily perfection, but, like, People go through rough patches. Like, we're human. People are going to make mistakes. People are moody. Like, things happen in life that, that are outside forces than the person that you're dealing with. And I think that people need to be understanding of those factors and be able to be honest and communicate. Like, hey, like, I had a shitty day at work. So, although I have an attitude that has nothing to do with you, but right now, I just want to chill. And I know we have plans for date night, but you're going to have to give me, I'm going to need some alone time before we can do date night. Or date night going to be trash. Like, we ought to be, I feel like problems in all relationships the could be soft if we just communicate. And I think that we don't know how to communicate our feelings because we've never done it. I really agree with that. And I'm the um, problem because, yeah, because I mean, we, 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 we haven't done that. And talking about your feelings and emotions with another person that's capable of doing that. Mm-hmm. Where have you seen that at? Um, TV? Not yeah, well, it should be in the home. It should be with your friends. Like, should be. I said, where have we seen it? Because I, I know I didn't see it at home. I know I don't see it with my friends. So like, I tried to create it in my relationships when yes, I was a married you. man. We called it family culture. And we got really excited because we were able to create our, our family's own culture. Right. So all those rituals, traditions, you know, right. we do Christmas this way in my house. All of those things were great uh, identifiers. Mm-hmm. Um, so I absolutely think that it's incremental. I think that you build foundations for success, um, like what we're talking about now. Whether we are comfortable calling it control, influence, mm-hmm. uh, um, or just what loyalty, um, I think these things build on upon uh, one another to give a solid relationship. So. Uh, what about the nasty aspects of control? Because I was kind of joking and I was playing a little bit and I was talking about how, you know, sometimes you do need to choke your chick. Sometimes you do need to curse at her and yell at her. Sometimes I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. But don't we all have uh, tendencies to be toxic, uh, especially in relationships, uh, especially on what we're talking about with control? We want to make sure that our influence, our words carry weight. I know as a man, it's difficult for me to be in a situation where my words don't carry any weight. Um, Mm. I know I have allowed a single situation to where my words didn't carry enough weight. But that's the fun of a relationship is that you know that you have the influence on another person to maybe get your way. I think, although this may be a slight tangent, I think um, it's selective weakness, right? We want our words to carry weight in certain situations and circumstances. So, like, you want your words to carry weight when it's like, yo, like, don't, don't, you know, be outside doing me, disrespecting me, hanging around a bunch of dudes or hanging around a bunch of I women. I didn't even so, say don't fuck so, the listen, homies yet. You know what I'm saying? That or, but we don't want our, weight, our words to carry weight when we're like, yo, um, I am going to come through for you on this. 
and then I forget. Like, come on, like, I forget, right? So, like, you wanted to carry weight in one instance, but in another well, instance, no. you want to be forgiven no, no, for no. It not holding that same weight. With no. Anybody that's ever dated me knows that I'm really proud of being a provider. I like to give. I like to gift. Uh, so if, so if I had, so if I ever, <laughs> if I ever make a promise to you, or if Any I'm telling you that we're going to do promise. something, it's a, a gift that is so true that it's more for me than it is for you. Uh, I've never dated you. I can't speak on, on your dating partners. What I'm saying is, is <laughs> what I'm saying is, is in situations where people don't necessarily come through, they say things that they can't follow through with, Right. They want those times to not hold as much weight as the times where they, they want someone else to follow through with what the words that they put on them. My example being, like, don't do this because I don't want you to do this. You want that weight when it's that, when it's that. But if I'm going to do something and then I don't do it, but you don't want that same weight, you don't get, like, the consequences are not Wait, the same. Wait, what do you mean? You're talking about me. I'm not talking about you particularly. I'm talking about people, right? Like, as a, as a woman, if I say, like, you know, hey, babe, I'm gonna, dinner's going to be cooked when you get home, right? Right. Right? Oh, and when I say, hey, babe, um, you know, Jenny keeps touching your shoulder. I want y'all to cut that shit out, right? right. I want that weight held there, right? right. But the, the, today I had a busy day at work and I got home and I was exhausted. And babe come through the door and the dinner's not done, right? You're holding yourself accountable? No, I'm saying I, I then don't want my words to hold as much weight that I did when I told him that I don't want Jenny doing that shit no more. That's such a female response. Like, like, I don't even understand that, but I get it so much. Like, uh, on an intellectual level, I get it. But, like, yeah, obviously that goes with it. But why why do you put the... Why do you attach those um, two together like that? You really rely on not being weighted when you don't come through. No, what I'm saying is it's selectiveness. And I think that their lives, that's when it becomes toxic. When the weight mm. of our words are select, they're selectively weighted, right? It, it should be weighted across the board. It should mean something when, they, when those be. words come out of my mouth. I don't do that. Of, <laughs> we don't do that. No one does that. You're right. You know what I'm saying? Regardless of what it is that I'm saying, and it doesn't do, we don't live like that anymore. And in their lives, the to- that's when toxicity can sneak up on us, and that's when distrust comes. So is this the litmus test for toxicity? Is is when integrity is selective? Mm. Yeah. Yes. They're yeah. Ding 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 ding. Okay. Control right there. I want to control mm-hmm. when my words mean mean something. Wow, that's <laughs> that's interesting because it calls us to living a higher standard. Um, but I don't know what terms. that looks like. A higher standard, but on my terms, though. Well, no. It's selective. No, right? Right? It's, it's selective to where my words are weighted universally the same. So I carry just as much uh, weight or authority when I am serving as much as receiving in a relationship. So it's an interesting dynamic. I don't know what that actually looks like. Um, this is this would be the protocol for you. You would want to live or exist in a relationship uh, with these boundaries. Hmm. It's interesting. It's interesting. I know that toxicity. The point that I got excited when I wanted to come back in here and have this conversation rules the day. That's how so many of us have seen uh, success for relationships. Uh, And I think that lots of young men, I may be just speaking for myself, have romanticized the idea of a healthy relationship and seeing all of the toxicity that has existed in the culture for the last few decades. Mm. But uh, if Mm. 
this is a litmus test and this is really a good standard for relationships, then maybe we should go that direction of path. But I would be lying to you if I told you that I knew what that looked like or how to exist uh, with those kind of boundaries. Right? It's a lot. It's a lot. Think about it as a man. Um, I, I look at white people now and I see them losing everything. They're going to be a minority really soon. And I don't feel bad for them, but I see it happening. And well, this has got to be a new fucking experience. Technically. My vice president's a black woman. And I'm, I'm, I'm so excited about that. I don't know how to feel. But I think the world being uh, supervised uh, by, a, <laughs> by, by, by uh, Vice President Harris is going to change things universally. I really believe that. But we were talking about control. Mm-hmm. We were talking about the, the, the boundaries and identifications of toxicity in your relationship. And I have to admit that I've been in situations that have been toxic. Um, and I've tried to create toxic situations. Mm-hmm. Um, Wait. Yeah. You have tried to create them? Or have you created Controlled. them? Controlled. I've okay. tried to control. Okay. I haven't tried to create toxic situations organically. Who does that? You but said you did. But I think that admittedly, intellectually, I see that I have done things to have control in situations. And I didn't know that it would lead to toxicity. But... In hindsight, I can see why is probably a better way to articulate that sentiment. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, with all that being said, um, does control uh, when it gets negative, like I was talking about, you know, is it is it the end at that point? Is it our fault? Just like I told you, I looked back and I saw that I wanted to. I didn't want this, this, or this, whatever that specific control mechanism was, um, which led to toxicity. Um, you know. <laughs> I think I think when it comes to control, I think you need to also be able to identify like um, like what makes the when what makes our words. Um, our words of influence toxic. What about them? Is it how it makes a person feel? No, that's unfair because we've already established a universal standard. And we said that things go toxic when um, it, there's incongruency or a lack of integrity, a right. selectiveness, when right. we want it on one side versus the other. So approaching things on an even keel mm-hmm. is our lens to seeing a healthy relationship. I think that's one little morsel bite that we've gotten from this conversation. At least I have. because now layers though, right? Oh, so no. like, it, everything is layers, right? So yes, it's also about making Making sure that there's a standard of 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 what we're waiting, what we say, what when the, how the control works, right? Wait. That's what we're talking. So about. control is still elemental, and I agree with that. It's right? still necessitated, but we don't have to call it control. We've called it influence, called okay. it other things, but that even keel is key. Um, and 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 I I don't want to turn this whole conversation into this little lens that we're looking at because right. I don't think the even keel is the solution to everything, right. but trust. Is, is never an issue in a relationship where there's not that um, dissension. Um, I think that that's where that toxicity exposes itself. Um, it's in how we react. It's not the act itself. 
Maybe it, you get what it's, I'm saying? It's, it's the perspective. That's why I said, how does it make a person feel? It's about we. That's why we. That's why even in this conversation, we had to d- define right what we were talking about before we can engage in the conversation about the thing that we're talking about, so that we're all understanding it on the same. From the same perspective. Same lens. Yeah, the same lens. We we need to be looking at it from the same way in order for us to to get to the to, to understand our point. Okay. So that's why it's layers, right? Because it can't it can't just be from how the person who's giving it out, right? Yeah. Like yeah, I want my words to weigh the same when I say it as opposed to when I'm asking for it. But also, it's also about how my partner feels about what's happening because it's a relationship. It isn't. It cannot be one sided. It can't be. It has to, it has to benefit or it has to be appealing and beneficial for both parties involved. Okay, here's just a scenario. This is one that bothers me in real life. I have someone that uh, I've been dating and she refuses to uh, accept me or like have a fun date for me. It's always about what she wants. So she always wants to either go on what I would say is just a, a date where you have to spend money, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so it doesn't matter if it's, I don't know, like Chili's Cheesecake or somewhere nice. Um, like Ruth Chris, I don't care. I'm just saying that with me, that's her standard. She cannot be at a deficit with me. And it just, it, it really upsets me because every time we hang out, it's as if she's losing just for coming in my presence. And she doesn't understand how that makes me feel. Uh, it makes me feel really poorly and not good that I'm all she views with me is a need to restrict me. Um, so when you said that, it was just really interesting to me because it made me think of my experience. But is that an instance in which we're talking about control or is that a it's control? Or is that a preference and a standard that she has? That not necessarily that you have, like, that's not, that's a preference. I don't think that that's well, a method of control. She, she refuses to come to my apartment, is the thing. She refuses to. So she wants, she. All she wants to do is meet me out, and you know what I'm saying? That's it. Uh, okay. And it's like, this is someone I. You know, obviously, have have had experiences with, but it makes me feel really poorly and not wanting to hang out with her uh, when she, you know, even states this. And I don't think she understands how offensive it is. But she cannot simply come to see me. The relationship is not about me, and she wants to remind me consistently the relationship is not about me. Then it's not a relationship. Exactly. Ooh, I'm it's, not a relationship. it's not a relationship. Exactly. If it's not about you. Exactly. Mm. It's not a relationship at all. And and that's the and that's the point that that person had tried to drive home to me is that at all costs I am not a person that they feel is worth having a relationship with. Oh wow. And I mean that's okay. Uh that's no, what it kind of Anybody. Uh, that's not even a friendship. Exactly. Um, but but I get it because that's their sentiment and that's what they want. They refuse to have any kind of, I, I feel, uh, relationship with me. But specifically, a romantic relationship is something I should never think of, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. When you uh, brought up the point of incongruency, it just reminded me of my experience. And I see how that fits uh, the toxicity test mm. uh, because it's never about me. And the person is telling me, 
It's never about me. Control has been achieved, uh, and that's all the person goes for is the control mechanism to never make it about me. So I appreciate that. Kind of put that into perspective. Um, you guys use social media? Sometimes. Yeah? Yeah. Well, uh, if you want to share your social media, uh, if you have any projects that you're working on, um, usually towards the end of the show, I do a little bit of a wrap-up, and I let you you know, announce any projects that you have. Um, but this was a good conversation. I, I, I appreciate all the information, all the insight. Um, I know that healthy relationships are healthy relationships. Mm. So um, it's, it's not something that you need to really uh, decipher or overanalyze for anybody that's ever had a healthy relationship. Mm. Um, you know when your relationship is the relationship that uh, people should probably be cookie cutter uh, uh, approaching their relationships with. So um, it's interesting, all the things we talked about, hopefully getting one step closer to that relationship, that healthy relationship is probably a goal we all have. Um, but if you guys don't have anything else on control. Be who you want to date. That's what I suggest. Be who you want to date. I can't let it go. It gets <laughs> redundant if you're the same person. Not the same person. But I'm saying if you want someone that's honest, be honest. Mm. Like not saying if you want somebody that wear dresses, wear dresses. That's, I'm not getting to that point. I'm saying the, the character and values that you have for the person that you're going to be dealing with, make sure that you have them yourself. I'm tired of men talking about they want somebody to have X, Y, Z, and they don't have it their day themselves. Hello, sir. You don't, you don't qualify. That is the biggest dating thing for me that I've discovered in dating. Mm -hmm. It's it's annoying. Uh, I'm not calling you wrong either, but everybody's afraid to lose. It's kind of the point I was making uh, about it. In in what what manner? You want to date an honest person, so you want to make sure that you're honest, right? We all go into the situation thinking we're that person or trying to be that person. Mm -hmm. But inevitably, humans are valuable. People fail. And when people fail, I think that we we view them uh, as if they were never or we never saw them, ideally, if that makes sense. I'm, no? I'm going to disagree. I think it has a lot to do, not necessarily with the situation, but how you deal with the situation once the situation has occurred. So, okay, say you did fuck up and you might have lied or you mistaken something. It's about accountability and correcting that. It's about your being, your response to the situation. I have it's so not many necessarily scenarios. always about the situation. It's not always about the situation? No, it's, it's most of the time, it's about the response to the situation. Sure. Most, 99% of the time, it's about the response to the situation. If you fucked up, you already fucked up. Well, now, how are you going to handle once I told you that you fucked up? Exactly. Don't, not, don't lie to me, because I already know. Yeah. So, cut that shit out. Like, let's skip that part. Yeah. Like, what are you going to do? Are you going to apologize? Are you going to fix it? Are you going to change your behavior? Right. Are, like, what, what is the response to that? That, to me, is the biggest thing of it. Yeah, that's, that's what relationships are all about. When you're with somebody who can't do anything and just throws their hands up, walks away, or does the wrong thing, it's really devastating. I think that's when it, you know, absolutely. I think um, boundaries for me in closing boundaries mm-hmm. for me and just be comfortable in your own skin love the skin you're in and don't settle for anything from just to have somebody a lot of yeah. people settle for anything just to have somebody if you're comfortable in your own skin it doesn't matter 
you will pick make a right choice. Mm. Wise words, wise words. Um, do you guys have social media you want to share? I do. Mine is at underscore underscore Miss M S Charlie C H A R L I E E underscore underscore Miss Charlie. Oh. Any social media? Uh, my social media is Jesus. It's new. And uh, I think that's on Instagram, Instagram. right? Um, definitely check these ladies out. Um, lots of wisdom in this room. Uh, lots of love. Lots of uh, positivity. Uh, until the next episode, you already know you can catch me on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Snapchat, Chubby Idris Elba. You know what it is. Peace. Welcome to another episode of Modern Black Man Podcast. Today, I have a pretty interesting topic Maybe you can relate. Have you ever had a friendship, situationship, or relationship with someone? (laughs) And, um, you know, you go through that journey and experience. And towards the epiphany point of this situation, um, you gain a perspective. That's what we're going to talk about today. Um, Have you ever had a relationship with someone that you just didn't know the significance and you discovered it's refreshing? That's what we're going to talk about today. Any way that you slice it or dice it. Human relations are really important. And I think that too many times when we are in those situations, we don't know what to do because we don't really observe any logic. It's really interesting. Some relationships, people just tap out because of the amount of emotional deposits and withdrawals. I think that's what really ruins relationships. Instead of taking care in our relationships, instead of nurturing positivity, I think that men, women, teenagers were all too quick to be selfish and to go for immediate gratification. I think when we get older, we try to over-intellectualize it. We try to give ourselves all these excuses and justifications, but relationships are very, very simple. And I just wanna talk about those relationships, those ones that you can reconcile, those ones that you can rectify, um, and the ones that you can correct because A failing relationship is indicative of a bigger problem. If everyone wants to digest that, I'm going to introduce today's co-host, someone that I've known for 15 years plus, someone I've known for uh, quite a long time and I've experienced a lot of life with, Um, Miss Jessica Jones. Hey! (laughs) Silly. Thank you, Brian, for having me I'm and me you having join. you. 
glad you could join us. We um, have a really big topic today. Um, I kind of gave a really big overview um, just about relating. And I don't know. Sometimes in relationships, we get selfish. I think, um, I don't know a single person that can say that they've been in a relationship and they knew everything to do at all times. Uh, I'm not going to be the first. Um, But if that person exists, I would love to get their perspective. But I know I'm highly successful in relationships. As long as I've known you, um, I've never had, um, I've never had a failed relationship. I've been married and I've been divorced. Um, but my wife and I came to a agreement on that. Um, I talk about it all the time. I'm really, really thankful because of the theories that I'm laying out now. I'm not a person that likes to argue. I don't like to be unhappy. Um, I'm a very simple person. So if I'm in a situation and I can see that someone isn't pulling their weight or contributing, things fall apart. That's what happened with your marriage? She wasn't pulling her weight or contributing? No, not at all. You know, um, like I said, um, I was blessed. I mean, um, a, a good person. Um, I could never say anything bad about my uh, previous wife. Um, I have nothing but respect for her. Um, but while we were married, we ran to a point where we had to agree to end our marriage because things had happened that wouldn't allow it to, to thrive or exist. Um, it was a, a, a mutual decision. Um, again, I don't believe in divorce. So I had to have a real intellectual conversation with someone to get to that point. So um, with all of that being said, do you believe that a relationship that is dysfunctional can be saved or fixed, made healthy? If it's dysfunctional? Yeah. No, because there's no functionality in a dysfunctional anything. Like, that's what makes it dysfunctional. You cannot revert or do an 180 from anything that's dysfunctional. Like, once that stigma is put on any type of anything, especially a relationship, you will never be looked at as normal or, you know, um, you guys work through things. Like, if it's dysfunctional, that's just it. Like, no, I don't. Okay. So when things go bad or lose their function, what do we do? Get rid of it. That's interesting. If it's dysfunctional, you get rid of it. If it's broken, you fix it. Mm. Broken and dysfunctional are two different things because they are at two different places in the encyclopedia. Wow. So, okay. <laughs> That's interesting. You said, wow. <laughs> I try not to laugh. 
Why are you saying wow? I mean, you said that if it's broken, you can fix it. But if it's dysfunctional, you got to get rid of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just trying to figure out what dysfunctional is in your mind. It ain't what's in my mind. It's what's in the dictionary or the encyclopedia. Wait, what's the difference between a dictionary and encyclopedia? Between an encyclopedia tells you facts and... Oh, yeah. Yeah. And dictionary is words. Yep. And so I said encyclopedia earlier, but I meant dictionary. When I said they're in two different places. <laughs> That's okay, though. Okay, right, thank you. I'm glad I get a pass for that. Um, sometimes big brains have small moments. Mm. Um, so what were we saying? You, What's the difference between broken and dysfunctional? You were saying once something's dysfunctional, you have to get rid of it. Mm-hmm. Tell me more about that. I um I would love to hear your perspective. Okay, so basically, because I believe. No, no, no. So, oh. um, go ahead. What what you believe? I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, you're fine. I lost my train of thought. You're perfectly fine. I just um I think that's. The problem with most of our relationships, um, people are too quick to give up. What I've learned uh, is about enrichment. Uh, I'm really big on that. And I've learned uh, with what I was just telling you. I've, I've never broken up with somebody and in the end, I've been in a feud or we've hated each other. I've literally never had that experience. I agree. Me neither. Me neither. I have not either. Because if I were to have that experience, I'd be really scared because that means something is very, very wrong. Because I don't... I'm not perfect now. I, I'm not perfect all the time, but I don't intentionally mistreat people. And that doesn't mean that I don't mistreat people. We all do. You do intentionally. Well, you may not intentionally entreat or mistreat other people but me you think i intentionally mistreat you absolutely not always but you have there have been instances so i say that because a we have a long history b we have a lot of history c um we have a lot of history and you You said the same point three times i don't give a damn because that's how many times it takes you have definitely mistreated me and it was with malintent so malintent means intentionally so I've never don't sit up there intentionally and say that. mistreated you. That's a damn lie, bro. Stop playing with me. Never. I think that I love the fact that I'm recording this. I think that um, if anything to anyone uh, was mistreatment, uh, it was probably directly from my own selfishness. Uh, I which is intentional. Okay, then, then uh, I intended to hurt you because yeah, that's this is a good point. People will hurt you when they're disappointed. And if I've ever hurt you, it's because I was disappointed. I've experienced that myself. But I, I'm disappointed probably more often than you are. But the, I, don't, I don't hurt you. I never intend to hurt you. So when you tell me that I hurt you, I know that it's not intended. But I you can't You just tell- said you do intend it when you're disappointed. Oh, if I don't... If yeah. you don't get your way because yes. you're spoiled, brat. And... Yeah, it's annoying. So you only are good when you get your way. I'm great when I get my way. Yeah, and I'm not the type of person to get somebody their way because I get my way. 
and so that's not gonna work and Scorpio and Gemini's do not mesh well that's not true on the astrological chart my mother's a Scorpio so uh Anytime that I'm informed that I match with a Scorpio, I get upset because my mom's one. But she's an October Scorpio. Scorpio. All Scorpio. I've, I've, I have a, a heavy uh, track record of dating Scorpios. Mm-hmm. Um, the connection between Scorpio and Gemini is usually pretty good. That's funny. You and yeah. your mom are Scorpio and Gemini. So are me and my mom. Your mom's a Gemini. That's right. Her birthday's June 17th. Yours is June 6th, 18th. Yeah, I know they're a day apart. The 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 Gemini though, the reason why that is, is that Gemini's are twins. Yeah, there's no mm. way you can say that a uh, a Gemini is one way. There's no way you can be frustrated by a result uh, or a reaction, but we're the most malleable sign uh, because of the twins. I can go, I can go 100 percent in any direction. And have complexity with it in thought. As a but how does being the twin give you that much power? No, not power. Complexity. Yeah, power. Um, because no, being complex is not powerful. Come on, stop playing with me. It, it's always I'm not an e- I don't think I'm an even killed person at all. But I always can see every side to the situation. That's me. That's why I told you about. Boy, okay, okay, fine. Go ahead, keep going. No, I just uh, that was my point. That what's that I do? That has nothing to do about twins. How does twins and how their brains work? That says they're always at opposite ends. That 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 makes no sense. So it makes a lot of sense. No, um, it doesn't. Okay. Because you're a twin, you're at opposite ends. It doesn't work like that. Where these guys are fighting, it's a processing thing. If you talk to any Gemini, um, they're great empathizers and understanders because I can totally see, I can see Trump. Uh, I'm not a fan of Donald Trump at all, anybody that knows me, but I can absolutely find a way to where I could probably sell that. So, yeah. Sounds like a Jessica characteristic to me. And I mean... The topic today is really about, you know, just relationships that are worth it. Is our relationship worth it? I definitely think it is. I mean, I'm very transparent and honest and direct about what I feel the failings have been in our relationship. And I mean... I think that there's a lot of things that are very easy, simply fixed, but it takes effort, um, and that's okay. Can't you can't you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make her drink. Or and, that, and that's for a damn show up, because yeah. I ain't drinking no nasty water. No. No. And that's on that that's on that um with all of that being said i just think that relationships that have the highest value are relationships that not only can be salvaged or survived um but relationships where there's dysfunction that's the whole point of being in a relationship 
is fixing those issues. Okay. So, like I said, dysfunction and broken. I know y'all probably like the way she talks. I get it. Dysfunction is when something is not operating normally mm-hmm. or properly. Mm-hmm. Broken means it's been fractured or damaged and isn't working. So if something is fractured or damaged, it's 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 fixable. Mm. If it's dysfunctional, it's it's not working properly at all. Like that's it's just it's it's messed up. Like you can't. Okay. But you think they're synonymous? Well, um I think broken and dysfunctional, I think they are synonymous because in my experience, all relationships, like, you're never going to find a relationship. Not saying that you, you will never find a relationship. I'm talking in general to everyone. I know, I know, I know. They're, it's impossible. You're you see, not I didn't gonna, even look up when you said it. Like, But you're, <laughs> no one is going to find a relationship. That's, God damn it. I just looked up dysfunctional synonyms and brokens on the list. They a dang lie. Sorry. Um, yeah. I, I mean, that's, I just got mad. I think that was the point you were trying to make is that they're not synonymous. And they are. And that's okay. Um, I think the bigger overarching point that sh- should be noted is the point that I made about um, the value of relationships. When you find somebody that you know that you can heal or fix things with, you can't lose. I agree. So. It's... And you both have to be wanting to heal and make and feel secure like that you're there for each other and not just because you're miss right now versus miss right or mr right and versus mr right now because i mean it can go for either end i think that was the first point i was talking to though is that that's how a lot of people feel is that it's uh if there's a transition something has changed and that's why i go back to my first point it's all about being a good forgiver. Mm-hmm. I agree. What's the most difficult thing that you've ever had to forgive someone for? Um... Tough question. It's not a tough question. I got a lot of answers, so... I don't know right now. What about you? Honestly, um, <laughs> as you know, anytime someone um, disappoints me, my natural incl- like the way I've always done it is to just not make myself available to them. Like you lost, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I'm very, very hardcore about that. Um, I think that I, in the last couple of years, have had enough experiences to just know. And in knowing, I've learned to remain in control because a woman isn't going to conform or rise to the occasion like a man would. And... I think a lot of women are comfortable wasting time 
So wasting just, time. Absolutely. I think so. I th- I mean that's everyone. We all waste time, but those relationships in my uh, experience that are most valuable are the ones that you can salvage because meeting someone that's a good forgiver or meeting someone that knows how to um, fix, repair, Mm -hmm. salvage, Mm -hmm. breathe life Mm -hmm. is invaluable. Is it or is? Is. Yeah, okay. I agree. I agree with that. With all that being said, I mean, I think that that's something that we should be looking at a little bit more closely and have confidence from that. So, um, do you have any social media for anybody to follow you, your projects? Yeah. Hi. Okay. So yeah, my name is Jessica. I also have my own podcast, Unusual Paradox Podcast, and you can find me on Twitter, Instagram. Um, you can listen to me on Anchor, of course, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Stitcher, and Breaker Audio. Anywhere you can get your podcast, we can uh, listen to you. Um, And definitely check me out. I'm on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, Chubby Idris Elba. Till that next episode. Peace. Welcome to another episode of Modern Black Man Podcast. Today, I am joined with illustrious company, um, great minds, um, Miss... Miss Charlie is my name. Welcome, welcome, guys. I'm, I'm glad you guys are here to enjoy this conversation. It's going to be a good one today. And I also have um, the lovely, um, um, the delightful... Uh, okay. Okay. Uh-oh. Oh. I got Charlie and OK in the building. We're talking about control. Um, This is a topic that I think is applicable to everyone's life. I think we've all had relationships where we've wanted them to be successful. We wanted them to be productive. We wanted them to be uh, what we wanted them to be. But they often turn into something else. Sometimes in relationships, Things go, I don't know, what do you call it when it doesn't go your way in a relationship? The wrong relationship. <laughs> and that's, hey, and that's really what it is, right? Um, because when you're in the right situation, all this thought and preparation that we put into Writing the wrong goes away, and that frees us up to really enjoy uh, the relationship, right? Correct. Absolutely. I know that um, I don't like to be in situations where I have to check on my partner. You ever been in a, a relationship and you don't want that? Uh, you you won't let your boyfriend have his phone without checking what notifications are coming in or being curious. About who he's communicating with? I'm not doing that. I'm not doing any of that. I'm not checking anybody's phone. I'm not looking at anybody's contacts. I'm not doing that. That's too emotionally draining. I'm not doing it. Do you think that you seek control in a relationship? Yes. How, how do you <laughs> go about getting that control? What is it that it's you... Tr- I, I, I think it's more so trust. 
thing control. That's what I want to get to. Trust. I I try to trust. As soon as a person breaks the trust, then you leave because how can you ever trust somebody? Exactly. Again. Yep. But checking your phone, checking your email, seeing what you ate for dinner last night, knowing, pulling your underwear down, smelling your penis. I'm not doing none of that. (laughs) I've been having thoughts lately. Um, It is control that we fight for. But why do we, I think we fight for control because it's trust or the reliability of reliance. And that's codependency when you put those things together in a relationship. So what are your, it, it, does that make sense, right? If, you, if you're doing everything you're doing so you can have control over an individual, um, your motivation for said control is likely so you can have either trust or reliance, reliability, consistency? Yes or no? I don't know. I think the word me, control is oh, yeah. peeing me off a little bit. Right? So... Are you more comfortable saying influence? I think it's more so like it's respect. Yeah, influence, but... No. No. It is... What? No what? Exactly. I'm Through this conversation, I'm seeing these are things that come because trust comes... And what was the word you used? Just now, respect, respect, trust and respect come from what we might term as control or influence. But that's just having an even killed relationship. It's just being on the same page with someone. You're reliable and you're consistent when you know that you're rowing in the same direction as someone. And we all know what that feeling is like. It feels good. It's what you come back to the table for in a relationship when it starts getting. Reciprocity. Okay. I mean, re- returning the favor happens every time because you have an even-keeled relationship. Your relationship is good. It's, what, or it's one that's worth being a participant in. As soon as we find something negative in a relationship, what do we do? We want to jump ship. We want to find a new captain. We, I mean, be honest. That's what happens in no. relationships. No, we want to communicate, right? I'm, I'm huge. I'm big on, you know, I'm big on communication, communicating how I'm feeling and also setting up a plan, right? Okay, when you did this, it made me feel this way. In the future, like he's, let's talk about what are the things you can do instead of that, right? And you can still get your point across. Um, it's not necessarily control, but I, I do prefer the word influence. But it is, though. I absolutely agree. I agree with you that influence is uh, the best way to say the control that we want in relationships to get the respect that we need to trust our partners so we can be what? Happiness. I mean, but it it, it all flows together. And I just I I see how simple it could be. But as soon as you um, get in that space in your relationship where you want to undermine your partner, you want to disrespect, I'm going to say her, right? I don't know what I would do to disrespect her. I'm just throwing that out. Uh, but absolutely. Sure, I could make a list. I'm sure you could. <laughs> um, but, but when we do that thing, it's, um, it's up to our partners to cling or cleave back to us. What does it mean when they don't? Like, like what happens? Have you ever been in a relationship with someone that has no love for you? Like they have absolutely no patience for you. They it's it's just any and everything you do ends the night. Uh, You know what I'm saying? Like no patience, no love, no respect, no trust, no 
Go. So definitely a relationship where there was no respect, no trust, but not where like the night is ending or not like, okay, so when it gets to the point where someone, I'm getting a vibe that feels off, no, I'm never going to be in a space around someone where they're like, I'm irritating them constantly. Cause yeah. I, I don't overstay my welcome. If I'm getting a vibe and I could be wrong, yeah. I'm going to say like, Hey, I'm feeling like I'm irritating you. Let me know. Like, it's nothing. Like I, I'm always, there's. Somebody want me to be around me. I can guarantee you that. Well, yeah. So if it's not going to be you, it, you know, excuse me. That's where I found myself really hurt in a previous situation was where other attention came about, mm-hmm. where you kind of got protective for your partner. Have you ever experienced that? Where, like, they're not doing right or they're not doing their job. Someone else wants to do their job. And then you don't let that person get the job done because you want to be with the person that's failing. And have you ever had that situation? You know what I'm, you know what I'm saying? Um, no. Like as a I, woman. As, this, as a woman, if I'm in a situation with someone and I have decided to commit to this, if we're having a rough patch, I'm not paying nobody else attention. I'm investing in my investment. I'm putting in the time and I'm, you know, community. I'm really, I don't, I, I don't have enough time to pay attention to more than one person if I'm committed. The beauty of not being committed is being able to pay attention to how many motherfuckers I want to how often I want to. Sure. But when I'm in a committed situation, like I genuinely have tunnel vision. And so if we're ha- going through something rocky, like the only people I'm talking to is my friends, but it's not other ninjas that's trying to get in. Although they may come, but the interest is not there. Mm. So no, I'm not like, oh, well, dang, like they really want to do it. Like, of course niggas want to do it. Look at me. Yeah, exactly, right? <laughs> uh, <laughs> but but, but it's, it's a matter of the relationship and the value you associate to the relationship. Um, you never put any investment in a relationship that you don't value. I mean, that's just um, human nature. Exactly, which is why, like, there are always going to be people trying to, like, I feel like if you're easily astrayed from a situation because things are not going perfectly, right. then that means that you need to take a break and step back. Or you're looking for perfection, and you're never your thirst uh, is never going to be satisfied. I don't think that's necessarily perfection, but like people go through rough patches. Like we're human; people are going to make mistakes. People are moody. Like things happen in life that that are outside forces than the person that you're dealing with. And I think that people need to be understanding of those factors and be able to be honest and communicate. Like, hey, like I had a shitty day at work, so although I have an attitude that has nothing to do with you, but right now I just want to chill. And I know we have plans for date night. But you're going to have to give me, I'm going to need some alone time before we can do date night. Or date night going to be trash. Like, we ought to be, I feel like problems in all relationships the, could be solved if we just communicate. And I think that we don't know how to communicate our feelings because we've never done it. I really agree with that. And I'm the um, problem. because I see that. Yeah. Because, I mean, we, 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 we haven't done that. And talking about your feelings and emotions with another person that's capable of doing that. Mm-hmm. Where have you seen that at? Um, TV? Not. Yeah, well, it should be in the home. It should be with your friends. Should like, be. I said, where have we seen it? Because I, I know I didn't see it at home. I know I don't see it with my friends. So like, I tried to create it in my relationships. When yes, I was a married man, we called it family culture. And we got really excited because we were able to create our, our family's own culture. Right. So all those rituals, traditions, you know, right. we do Christmas this way in my house. All of those things were great uh, identifiers. Mm-hmm. Um, so I absolutely think that it's incremental. I think that you build foundations for success. 
um, like what we're talking about now, whether we are comfortable calling it control, influence, mm-hmm. uh, um, or just what loyalty. Um, I think these things build on upon uh, one another to give a solid relationship. So, uh, what about the nasty aspects of control? Because I was kind of joking and I was playing a little bit, and I was talking about how you know sometimes you do need to choke your chick. Sometimes. You do need to curse at her and yell at her. Sometimes I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. But don't we all have uh, tendencies to be toxic, uh, especially in relationships, Uh, especially on what we're talking about with control? We want to make sure that our influence, our words carry weight. I know as a man, it's difficult for me to be in a situation where my words don't carry any weight. Um... I know I have allowed a single situation to where my words didn't carry enough weight, but that's the fun of a relationship is that you know that you have the influence on another person to maybe get your way. I think, although this may be a slight tangent, I think um, it's selective weakness, right? We want our words to carry weight in certain situations and circumstances. So, like, you want your words to carry weight when it's like, yo, like, don't, don't, you know, be outside doing me, disrespecting me, hanging around a bunch of dudes or hanging around a bunch of I women. I didn't even so say I, don't fuck the listen, homies yet. You know what I'm saying? That or, but we don't want our, weight, our words to carry weight when we're like, yo, um, I am going to come through for you on this. And then I forget, like, come on, like, I forget, right? So, like, you wanted to carry weight in one instance, but in another well, instance, no. you want to be forgiven no, no, for no. It not holding that same weight. With no. Anybody that's ever dated me knows that I'm really proud of being a provider. I like to give. I like to gift. So if so, if I had, so if I ever, <laughs> if I ever make a promise to you, or if and I'm telling you that we're gonna do something, promise. it's a, a gift that is so true that it's more for me than it is for you. Uh, I've never dated you. I can't speak on on your dating partners. What I'm saying is, is. <laughs> What I'm saying is, is in situations where people don't necessarily come through, they say things that they can't follow through with, right? They want those times to not hold as much weight as the times where they, they want someone else to follow through with what the words that they put on them. My example being, like, don't do this because I don't want you to do this. You want that weight when it's that, when it's that. But it's I'm going to do something and then I don't do it, but you don't want that same weight. You don't get, like, the consequences are not Wait, the same. Wait, what do you mean? You're talking about me. I'm not talking about you particularly. I'm talking about people, right? Like, as a, as a woman, if I say, like, you know, hey, babe, I'm gonna, dinner's going to be cooked when you get home, right? Right. Right? Oh, and when I say, hey, babe, um, you know, Jenny keeps touching your shoulder, I want y'all to cut that shit out, right? right. I want that weight held there, right? right. But the, today I had a busy day at work, and I got home, and I was exhausted. And babe come through the door, and the dinner's not done, right? You're holding yourself accountable? No, I'm saying I, I then don't want my words to so hold as much weight that I did when I told him that I don't want Jenny doing That's that shit That's such a no female more. response. Like, like, I don't even understand that, but I get it so much. Like, uh, on an intellectual level, I get it. But, like, yeah, obviously that goes with it. But why, why do you put the – why do you attach those um, – two together like that you really rely on not being weighted when you don't come through no what i'm saying is it's selectiveness and i think that their lives that's when it becomes toxic when the weight mm. of our words are select they're selectively weighted right 
it, it should be weighted across the board. It should mean something when, they, when those be. words come out of my mouth. I don't do that. Of, we don't do that. No one does that. <laughs> You're right. You know what I'm saying? Regardless of what it is that I'm saying, and it doesn't do, we don't live like that anymore. And in their lives, the to- that's when toxicity can sneak up on us, and that's where distrust comes. So is this a litmus test for toxicity? Is is when integrity is selective. Mm. Yeah. Yes. They're yeah. ding, 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 ding. Okay. Control right there. I want to control mm-hmm. when my words mean mean something. Wow, that's, <laughs> that's interesting because it calls us to living a higher standard. Um, but I don't know what terms. that looks like. A higher standard, but on my terms, though. Well, no, it's selective. No, right, right. It's it's selective to where my words are weighted universally the same. So I carry just as much uh, weight or authority when I am serving as much as receiving in a relationship. So it's an interesting dynamic. I don't know what that actually looks like. Um, this is this would be the protocol for you. You would want to live or exist in a relationship uh, with these boundaries. Hmm. It's interesting. It's interesting. I know that toxicity, the point that I got excited when I wanted to come back in here and have this conversation, rules the day. That's how so many of us have seen uh, success for relationships. Uh, And I think that lots of young men, I may be just speaking for myself, have romanticized the idea of a healthy relationship and seeing all of the toxicity that has existed in the culture for the last few decades. This is a litmus test, and this is really a good standard for relationships. Then maybe Jeez. we should go that direction of path. But I would be lying to you if I told oh. you that I knew what that looked like or how to exist uh, with those kind of boundaries. Wow. Right? It's a lot. It's a lot. Think about it as a man. Um, I, I look at white people now, and I see them losing everything. <clears throat> They're going to be a minority really soon. And I don't feel bad for them, but I see it happening. And this has got to be a new fucking experience. Technically. My vice president's a black woman. And I'm, I'm, I'm so excited about that. I don't know how to feel. But I think the world being uh, supervised uh, by, a, by, by, by uh, Vice President Harris is going to change things universally. I really believe that. But we were talking about control. Mm-hmm. We were talking about the, the, the boundaries and identifications of toxicity in your relationship. And I have to admit that I've been in situations that have been toxic. Um, and I've tried to create toxic situations. Mm-hmm. Um, Wait. Yeah. You have tried to create them? Or have you created Controlled. Them? I've okay. tried to control. Okay. I haven't tried to create toxic situations organically. Who does that? You but said you I think. <laughs> but but I think I think that admittedly, intellectually, I see that I have done things to have control in situations, and I didn't know that it would lead to toxicity. But in hindsight, I can see why. It's probably a better way to articulate that sentiment. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, with all that being said, um, does control, uh, when it gets negative, like I was talking about, you know, is it, is it the end at that point? Is it our fault? Just like I told you, I looked back and I saw that I wanted to, I didn't want this, this, or this, whatever that specific control mechanism was, 
um, which led to toxicity. Um, you know. <laughs> I think I think when it comes to control, I think we need to also be able to identify like um like what makes the when what makes our words um our words of influence toxic. What about them? Is it how it makes a person feel? No, that's unfair. Because we've already established a universal standard. And we said that things go toxic when um, it, there's incongruency or a lack of integrity. A right. selectiveness. When right. we want it on one side versus the other. So approaching things on an even keel mm -hmm. is our lens to seeing a healthy relationship. I think that's one little morsel bite that we've gotten from this conversation. At least I have. Because now... layers though, right? Oh, so, no. like, it, everything is layers, right? So, yes, it's also about making sure that there's a standard of 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 what we're waiting what we say what when the, how the control works right Wait. that's what we're talking so about so control is still elemental and i agree with that it's right? still necessitated but we don't have to call it control we've called it influence called okay. it other things but that even keel is key um and and, and I, I don't want to turn this whole conversation into this little lens that we're looking at because right. i don't think the even keel is the solution to everything right. but trust is is never an issue in a relationship where there's not that um, dissension. Um, I think that that's where that toxicity exposes itself. Um, it's in how we react. It's not the act itself. Maybe it, you get what it's, I'm saying. It's the, it's the perspective. That's why I said, how does it make a person feel? It's about we. That's why we. That's why even in this conversation, we had to d define right what we were talking about before we can engage in the conversation about the thing that we're talking about so that we're all understanding it on the same from the same perspective same lens yeah the same lens we we need to be looking at it from the same way in order for us to to get to the to, to understand our point okay so that's why it's layers right because it can't it can't just be from how the person who's giving it out right yeah. like yeah i want my words to wait the same when i say it as opposed to when i'm asking for it but also it's also about how my partner feels about what's happening because it's a relationship it isn't it cannot be one-sided it can't be it has to it has to benefit or it has to be appealing and beneficial for both parties involved Okay, here's just a scenario. This is mm -hmm. one that bothers me in real life. I have someone that uh, I've been dating, and she refuses to uh, accept me or like have a fun date for me. It's always about what she wants. So she always wants to either go on what I would say is just a, a date where you have to spend money, right? Mm -hmm. um, so it doesn't matter if it's, I don't know, Chili's cheesecake or somewhere nice, um, like Ruth Chris. I don't care. I'm just saying that with me, that's her standard. She cannot be at a deficit with me, and it just it it really upsets me because every time we hang out, it's as if she's losing just for coming in my presence, and she doesn't understand how that makes me feel. Uh, it makes me feel really poorly and not good that I'm all she views with me is a need to restrict me. Um, so when you said that, it was just really interesting to me because it made me think of my experience. 
But is that an instance in which we're talking about control or is that a... It's control. Or is that a preference and a standard that she has? That not necessarily that you have... Like, that's not... That's a preference. I don't think that that's well, a method of control. Well, she, she refuses to come to my apartment is a thing. She refuses to... So she wants... She, all she wants to do is meet me out and... You know what I'm saying? That's it. Uh, okay. And it's like, this is someone I, you know, obviously have have had experiences with, but it makes me feel really poorly and not wanting to hang out with her uh, when she, you know, even states this. And I don't think she understands how offensive it is, but she cannot simply come to see me. The relationship is not about me. And she wants to remind me consistently the relationship is not about me. Then it's not a relationship. Exactly. Ooh, I'm it's, not a relationship. it's not a relationship. Uh-huh. Exactly. If it's not about you. Exactly. It's not a relationship at all. And and that's the and that's the point that that person had tried to drive home to me is that at all cost I am not a person that they feel is worth having a relationship with. Oh wow. And I mean that's okay. Uh, that's no, what it kind of. Okay to say that to anybody. Eh. That's, that's not, not even a friendship. Well, exactly. Um, but but I get it because that's their sentiment and that's what they want. They refuse to have any kind of I, I feel uh, relationship with me. But specifically, a romantic relationship is something I should never think of, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. When you uh, brought up the point of incongruency, it just reminded me of my experience, and I see how that fits uh, the toxicity test. Mm. Uh, because it's never about me. And the person is telling me it's never about me. Control has been achieved, uh, and that's all the person goes for is the control mechanism to never make it about me. So I appreciate that. Kind of put that into perspective. Um, You guys use social media? Sometimes. Yeah? Yeah. Well, uh, if you want to share your social media, uh, if you have any projects that you're working on, um, usually towards the end of the show, I do a little bit of a wrap-up. And I let you, you know, announce any projects that you have. Um, but this is a good conversation. I, I, I appreciate all the information, all the insight. Um, I know that healthy relationships are healthy relationships. Mm-hmm. So um, it's it's not something that you need to really uh, decipher or overanalyze for anybody that's ever had a healthy relationship. Um, you know when your relationship is the relationship that uh, people should probably be cookie-cutter uh, uh, approaching their relationships with. So um, it's interesting, all the things we talked about, hopefully getting one step closer to that relationship, that healthy relationship, is probably a goal we all have. Um, but if you guys don't have anything else on control... Be who you want to date. That's what I suggest. Be who you want to date. I can't let it go. It gets <laughs> redundant if you're the same person. Not the same person. But I'm saying if you want someone that's honest, be honest. Mm. Like not saying if you want somebody that wear dresses, wear dresses. That's, I'm not getting to that point. I'm saying the, the character and values that you have for the person that you're going to be dealing with, make sure that you have them yourself. I'm tired of men talking about they want somebody to have XYZ and they don't have it their day themselves. Hello, sir. You that, don't you don't qualify. That is the biggest dating te- thing for me that I've discovered in dating. Mm-hmm. It's it's annoying. Uh, I'm not calling you wrong either, 
But everybody's afraid to lose. It's kind of the point I was making uh, about it. Become- in, in, what, in what manner? You want to date an honest person, so you want to make sure that you're honest, right? Yes. We all go into the situation thinking we're that person or trying to be that person. Mm-hmm. But inevitably, humans are valuable. People fail. And when people fail, I think that we we view them uh, as if they were never or we never saw them ideally, if that makes sense. I'm, no? I'm going to disagree. I think it has a lot to do, not necessarily with the situation, but how you deal with the situation once the situation has occurred. So, okay, say you did fuck up and you might have lied or you mistaken something. It's about accountability and correcting that. It's about your your response to the situation. I have it's so not many necessarily scenarios. always about the situation. It's not always about the situation? No, it's, it's most of the time, it's about the response to the situation. Sure. Most, 99% of the time it's about the response to the situation. If you fucked up, you already fucked up. Right. Now, how are you going to handle once I told you that you fucked up? Exactly. Don't, not, don't lie to me because I already know. Yeah. So, cut that shit out. Like, let's skip that part. Yeah. Like, what are you going to do? Are you going to apologize? Are you going to fix it? Are you going to change your behavior? Right. Are, like, what, what is the response to that? That, to me, is the biggest thing of it. Yeah, that's, that's what relationships are all about. When you're with somebody who can't do anything and just throws their hands up, walks away, or does the wrong thing, it's really devastating. I think that's when it, you know, absolutely. I um, think um, boundaries for me, in closing, boundaries mm-hmm. for me, and just be comfortable in your own skin. Love the skin you're in. And don't settle for anything from just to have somebody. A lot of people settle for anything just to have somebody. If you're comfortable in your own skin, it doesn't matter. You will pick, make a right choice. Mm. Wise words, wise words. Um, do you guys have social media you want to share? I do. Mine is at underscore, underscore, Miss M.S. Charlie, C-H-A-R-L-I-E-E. Underscore, underscore, Miss Charlie. Cool. Any social media? Uh, my social media is Jesus It's New. And uh, I think that's on Instagram, right? Um, Definitely check these ladies out. Um, Lots of wisdom in this room. Uh, Lots of love. Lots of uh, positivity. Uh, Until the next episode, you already know you can catch me on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Snapchat, Chubby Idris Elba. You know what it is. Peace.